Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, as a cricketing world salutes the top-class uh, career of Ross Taylor coming to an end, it also signals the New Zealand long summer of cricket coming to an end in partnership with PGG Rights and Turf and Juriscape Seed Blends. Uh, we're looking back uh, on the good and the bad in this season review. Our report card, and we're joined by Craig Cumming, who's perfectly placed to talk about it because uh, he's had a hand in it. Uh, good morning to you, Craig Cumming. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, good morning, Smithy, and um, yeah, good to be talking to you again. And um, I just want to say well done again for you on your commentary. It's been great having you coming through the wireless and or through the TV again. I've really enjoyed it. It's been good fun. Well, it, it's been easy uh, because the product's been good. Uh, Sid, and we'll st- I think we'll start with the, the White Ferns um, and the, the Cricket Women's World Cup because it's worth talking about. The White Ferns went into it ranked fifth. Played to their ranking, didn't make the last four. Uh, they will say we were unlucky if we'd won one of those close finishes. We would have been in the top four, but if is a big word, as we know in sport. Um, what say you on the performance of uh, the White Ferns overall in the summer? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I suppose the best way we could probably describe it is that we've just had a World Cup here. We've had the best teams in the world um, I think the round-robin play is fantastic, Smithy, because it actually means at the very end of, of the tournament you get the best teams. It, it doesn't come down to luck of your draw. It doesn't come down to the luck of the pool that you're in, um, the teams that you play against. You end up um, playing, um, you know, everyone. Um, so, you know, for the White Ferns, they, they look at it, and um, we ended up where we deserve to be. Uh, it's as simple as that. Um, the exciting thing is it means now we, we probably don't have to sit there and guess or say that we believe we this or believe that. We actually know that we're not inside the top four. Um, yes, we're not far off, uh, but we're certainly not, not in it at the moment. We're definitely not in the top two because we saw the two best sides play the other night and, and they are, well, Australia are streaks ahead of everyone. Um, so we're in that we're in that five and six, rightly so. We've got to be careful because the teams behind us aren't far and, and they're getting better in Bangladesh and Pakistan. But we know where we are, and what's happened is when you get a World Cup like this, Smitty, you've got a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of data, I suppose, where you can say, right, that's where the top team is. This is where we are. We've seen the way the game's been played. We now know what we need to do in the future to get better. So um, it's a hard thing to understand, a hard thing to swallow, but the reality is we are where we are, but we now know we need what we need to do to get better where we are. OK, so here, there's two um, questions that come out of that for me. Uh, how do we change how, do we, uh, how we play, or who do, who do we have to come in and play the way we want to play? I mean, are they easily answered questions? Uh, well, no, but they need to be answered. Um, I, I think, I mean, if you look at the game... 
to me, it's pretty simple. It's about, again, who scores... The teams that scores the most runs win. And, and you saw that in the final. Australia went out and got 340. Um, even England, even though they were bowled out, they gave themselves a chance. They were scoring at six and seven runs and over. So we've got to realise that that's the way the game's been played. Uh, we've got to now work out the method. To me, uh, especially the women's game, Smithy, you've got to be offside dominant. You've got to be able to access the offside. You look at Alyssa Healy, the way she plays, Haynes, um, all their good players in the world can play on the offside. And you can only have th- four fielders back in the women's game. So as soon as you start manipulating the offside, you've got to have fielders across, then the leg side becomes open. So we've got to develop players that can play all around the ground but especially be offside dominant. You know, 80% of the balls, Smithy, are bowled on, off stump or outside. So that means we've got to be able to score through there. And if we score off a high percentage of balls and we can manipulate the field, then we give ourselves a chance. We've got to learn to score 300. Whichever way we do it, we've got to come up with our method. Then we've got to pick our players in the areas that, um, or based on that, who are the best players that we've got to be able to do that. Well, it appeared to me, looking on from the outside, that we were too top-heavy on, on a top four uh, we are, Australia go a lot deeper than that. England uh, went slightly more deeply than that. But uh, you just can't now uh, rely on a top four. Uh, I mean, my player, one of my players of the tournament was Beth Mooney, uh, who floated for Australia into several batting positions. But just, uh, I think, probably if, if anyone personified Australia's depth, was Beth Mooney. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and that's the area. I mean, um, we've got to work out, you know, in the future. We, we can't just say, right, we're going we're to start again because, one, we've got two good players who are currently there, but the question is, what are we doing to evolve their games? Um, what are we doing to try and give them the confidence to go out and play? Um, you know, New Zealand's still got a very strong middle, lower order, and, you know, I've spoken to you in the past. I mean, you actually get 10 wickets, um, so we don't necessarily need someone getting 160 like Alyssa Healy. Um, it's the money ball theory. We've got to try and use all our resources, but at the end of the day, we've got to be able to find a way to come up with 300. We don't at the moment have a power hitter, Smithy, in that middle water, you know, an Ash Gardner or someone like that. I think we've got to look at developing that. But again, um, as long as we're scoring off a high percentage of balls and we're learning to manipulate the field, I, I think we can come up with our own method. It's really important to work out right. What is our goal? Is to score 300, 310. What are the players we've got? And what is the method that we're going to use? Now, that might be we're going to run hard between the wickets. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But uh, we've got to find our method that suits our players. But we now know we've got a really good blueprint in the future of what sort of cricketers we've got to develop below that level as well. And, and that's probably the biggest area that we've got to work on in the New Zealand game. Um, but, you know, that's, that's no different. I mean, Australia have been there. England have been there. Um, I think the good thing is now we know where we are and that's what we've got to spend time investing in. Playing, paying players, Smithy, doesn't just make you better cricketers. We've got to actually invest in our, in our programs and, and what we're doing in the future for the next five years. Paying players keeps players, though, I guess, um, keeps them interested. Are we at that stage at the moment where, you know, our, our big guns who are approaching the mid to late 30s, some of them, and by the time the next World Cup rolls around, we'll definitely be in that bracket. Uh, do we hold them or do we say, this is how it is, do you want to stay? Oh, it's a balance of both because, um, you know, the, the white ferns aren't badly remunerated. We can't compare ourselves to Australia and to England because if you did that in the men's game, Smitty, we, we come up light as well. Um, you know, we've got Kane Williamson, our number one cricketer, on $250,000 contract, which is, you know, it's good money. But Australia are on $2.5 million. You know, Steve Smith and those guys. So we, we can't compare ourselves. We've got to look at what we're doing here and what we need to do here. And, 
Um, you know, if we compared resources to around the world, the black cats wouldn't even be where they are. We've got to sometimes say, right, well, what is the New Zealand way? What is our DNA and how are we going to do it? Yes, we need to find more money. Yes, we need to reimburse our players um, better. But we can't just focus on that because, as I said, um, that doesn't just give you results. We've got to look at our programs. We've got to look at our coaching. We've got to look at um, all the resources that we have and invest in that. But we've got to come up with what our three- to five-year plan is and then our method and then invest in that and hopefully... Over time, all those things improve because they need to. Yes, we understand that, but also we're in a pretty tough time at the moment where I know every sporting organisation is struggling for money. So um, being able mm. to find more money to, to put money in, somebody, it's not that easy. You know, we, we, we haven't had, you know, we haven't had sponsorship. We haven't had crowds. We, we haven't. It's a real, real challenging time. So we're, it's a little bit like the number eight wire theory. How can we come up with some things that is New Zealand ingenuity that allows us to get some outcomes through us just being New Zealanders and what we can do there, as well as when things get better, we can certainly increase the resourcing and the money that's there. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think hopefully uh, when things are hot, you've got to do things about it. Cricket, uh, women's cricket in this country is hot. I spoke to the Deputy Prime Minister, the uh, Minister of Sport as well. He was at the game on Sunday and one of his quick reflections was when the game needs help in this country, uh, and uh, it's on his list, so uh, let's hope it comes to fruition, oh. Sid. And uh, who knows? Um, who knows who will be part of it? And uh, if they pick the right people, uh, that'll be the first step in, in the right direction. Right. Let's get on to the the gentleman's side of things. Uh, we said goodbye to Ross Taylor last night. That was no surprise. We knew that was coming. Uh, conclusive victory over the Netherlands. We knew that was coming, and that came to pass as well. However. I look back on the summer at home. We lost two test matches. We didn't win a test series. We lost to Bangladesh. We lost to South Africa. So for me, I, I, I'm sorry with our high standards. I can't give this, this season a pass mark. No, I'm, I'm the same. And actually, um, knowing that I was coming on your show, I did a little bit of research. I think 21, 22 seasons, you know, um, they used, uh, you know, they, they won 12, lost 11, drew one. That's overall. But you're right. Whenever we talk about Test cricket now, our expectations are anyone that comes to our shores, we win. Simple as that. Um, we've got to win the Test series. Bangladesh, um, you know, we, we certainly didn't even contemplate it. To draw that series is a fail. Um, South Africa, you know, normally you'd say a drawn series against them. And, and look at our history, you could say maybe. But the fact is we're 1-0 up. We were playing at Hagley, a place that we pretend we, you know, we pick sides that suit that ground. We lost there. So I'm with you. Throw in the fact that we were in India um, and, you know, we drew the first test, which was a good effort, but then we were, we were comprehensively beaten after that. So, yeah, after that test championship where we were, you know, top of the world, I think they'll look at the test game and go, without a doubt, no, we are, we are probably a four out of ten, Smithy. I don't even think we deserve a five because... Um, our expectations are higher than that now, and um, our side is better than that now, and we should be doing better than we did this summer. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the pluses for me, I think, Will Young towards the end, although, you know, uh, how do you gauge back-to-back uh, -back hundreds against a Netherlands bowling attack? I think we're still in the, uh, the jury's out verdict around Will Young. Conway is undoubted. Um, so we have to perhaps fill a batting position or two. I think we're OK there. We're... we're we still haven't made any ground spin and spin bowling at home. Uh, where, where do you see us in the all-rounder, perhaps, um, bowling side of things for the Black Caps? Have we made ground or are we losing ground or are we just treading water? No, I, I think I spoke to you. I'm getting really worried. I mean, I think Will Young's done everything he possibly can. Um, he, he's now in a position where Ross Taylor is disappearing. 
Um, you're right. I think you know he's made his way into the test side. He, he's shown that he's a quality player, and he just needs a bit more time to develop. And around him, some really good experience. So I think yeah, we're fine there. I still have a real worry, Smithy, about our test lineup um, and the way we're setting up to play at home because. You know, what are we playing? Five seamers. Um, that last test against South Africa, uh, the first test against Bangladesh, I think bit us in the backside, Smithy, um, that we didn't play a spinner mm. because, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm really worried about the fact that we're, we're set up to play that way and it's a little bit like all our cards are in that deck and if it doesn't go our way, we don't have plan B. And over five days in a test match, if we don't win in three days, well, then we become very, very... I suppose, neutral and trying to be able to win on days four and five. And I, I just, I don't want to see test matches like that South African one that are done in two and a half days. Um, I don't think we want to be playing test matches where we win two and a half days. And yeah, I just don't think our balance at the moment is right. You know, to have uh, five seamers, you've got the Grand Holm batting um, at six, and then you've got, say, Blunder at seven, and then we can play four big quicks. We've nearly got to bite the bullet, Smithy, in the future, I think, and um, that we've got to start saying, well, hang on, We've got to not play one of Jamison, Wagner, Southie, Bolt. We've actually got to start thinking of the balance of the side. And, and I think over the next two years, that's the big question mark in this New Zealand side of how they do the all-rounder and how we start including a spinner because I, I think we're very one-dimensional at the moment. But we're still very good at that. But then again, is that the way we want to be playing in the future? I don't think so. And we don't want test matches done in two and a half days because... You know, that's not doing our viewing public any good either. You know, you, I drove home from that first test in South Africa. I was ready to get home and sit on the couch and watch it on a Saturday afternoon, and it was over. Mm. So, you know, yeah. we've got to be careful there as well. You know, it's it's part of the game is we've got to inspire people to be able to play and, and want to play. Well, are we doing that when we're not actually having games on because they've done within two and a half days? Well, I totally agree, and I think we owe it to cricket to develop spinners um, because not all kids are, are physically able to bowl fast. Not, you know, they haven't got the physiques, but they, they want to be involved in the game. I mean, look at SKW. I mean, he never had a physique that was going to lend him to bowling quick in the game, but he, he was a spin bowler, a spin bowler. He made himself into a great spin bowler, and a lot of kids want to be Shane Warne. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't see too many kids wanting to be spinners in this country yet. Uh, the game, it's such such a big space for spin in it that we just no longer can ignore it for the sake of just winning at home in that manner, I agree. I, I look at spin and the influence of spin in the Women's World Cup. It's a factor yeah. that we cannot ignore. We can't ignore it. Oh, I mean... I mean, we, we use it in the white ball game, but again, I was, I was commentating in Hamilton on Saturday, and then East Sodi come on and rag one, you know, in a one-day game, and, I, and it was so cool to mm. see. And um, you're right, I mean... I mean, I've, I've, my younger son's a leg spinner, and it's a little bit like, well, why would you, you know, you want to keep doing it, but why would you if you don't think you're ever going to play test cricket for New Zealand in your home country? So part of the inspiration of trying to develop, and that's what New Zealand cricket want to do, is develop black caps and inspire our next generation. Why would you want to be a spinner in New Zealand? Because one, the first class pitches are too flat, and they don't turn either. Um, so you're not going to get a lot of reward that. Then you actually go away, and then all of a sudden, you know, someone like Will Somerville's told, oh, by the way, you're going to India now, and we actually need you to front up and be our wicket-taker and our be- one of our best bowlers. And it's like, well, he hasn't played a test match for two years. He hasn't got played on a turning pitch for two years in New Zealand. So, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting side of the game, and I, I think it needs some real thought, and we've got to be very careful otherwise. You know, it's great having fast bowlers, 
but you're right. I mean, who was the one guy that I used to sit down and watch bowl in the last 25 years and I played against him was Shane Warne. Uh, to me, you know, we would, mm. and they're match winners, so we've got to produce those. So I'm with you on that. Um, no, probably no surprise there. Okay, well, that's the underlying opinions of Craig coming there, folks. Uh, it's been fantastic to to have you uh, uh, sit as part of our show on a regular basis, uh, our go-to guy. So thanks for your time over the summer. Um, I know you, uh, it doesn't stop for you because you continue with your development of players and that down in the Otago area, which was great. And who knows, we may uh, see your name in light shortly. We may not, depending on uh, what their particular moves are going forward within cricket in this country. But uh, anyway, we appreciate it, and you're, you've been a star for us. So cheers, buddy. Thank you. No, 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 thanks, Billy. Appreciate all the support and uh, looking forward to maybe crossing codes now and actually getting into some winter sport. And I'll just listen on the wireless, Smitty. <laughs> listen on the wireless. Listen to SENZ, Sid, because uh, you've been part of the family. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.